I'm Pat O'Brien. Welcome to Business Rockstars. Our rock star today is Chris Denson. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm fine. How are you doing? The uh, chief curator and host of Innovation Crush. What's that? Uh, Innovation Crush is an interview series, uh, much like this one. But mm -hmm. uh, we kind of focus on a lot of left field thinkers, uh, people you may have heard of. A left field. Ooh, it gets as left field as NASA's artist in residence. Those two things kind of don't go together. Or a guy who brought chess boxing from UK to the United States. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so, you know, or like hardcore business. We've had Damon John as a guest most recently. and We just uh, had him here. He's a good guest. He's a good guy, yeah. Uh, I love him. Now listen, uh, what was your first job? First job? Um, first job, well, aside from the paper route. No, that's um, your first job. Paper no, route? Was, Detroit was, Free Press, what was it? It was the Southfield Eccentric. Wow, that's better. <laughs> <laughs> so, Get like, a paper, the Southfield Eccentric. <laughs> exactly, extra, extra. Uh, so right outside of Detroit is Southfield. If you've ever seen the movie Eight Mile. Sure. Um, that's the border. I lived on 12 Mile, and we had our own newspaper, which was the Southfield Eccentric. Eminem mm -hmm. um, is a friend of mine. so. Oh, well then, uh, maybe we can deliver papers to him together. I think he gets them delivered. <laughs> by somebody else. Go ahead. So it's right up in that area. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's right there. Um, we did. I did a Detroit Free Press route for a little while, um, but then I got fired from my Southfield Eccentric route. So Why? Um, I wasn't actually delivering the papers. <laughs> I think that's part of the job requirement is to actually put the papers where, yeah, they, where, they, where they belong. Yeah, I remember I had a paper route uh, when I was in right out of grade school, and it was in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and uh, it was the Argus Leader, and it was seven cents. So the Argus Leader paper seven cents, and I was on this corner. But then I got so lazy, I said, I just tossed them. That's what I did, like, see? Like 20 papers, I just tossed them. <laughs> we had this wall like behind my house, and I would just take like the bundles, and like, I'm, I was 11, I'm stupid. I was like dumping like these bundles of newspapers over yeah, the But wall. then the thing is, I never get paid, so I, I don't know what that did, did for me. Yeah, well, I got, I just got caught. It was like, it's weird when, you, when you're 11 you, you and you get caught by like a grown-ass man, just like. You can't get paid selling a paper by not actually having a paper. That's true. Okay. Um, so that was your first job or worst job? Worst job? I liked delivering papers, actually. I mean, when I actually delivered them. But um, worst job was probably, I wore a costume in the dead of winter to like point people to, um, to an apartment complex. Right. And this is in like Lansing, Michigan. So if you know how Michigan is shaped, this is like the valley of, yeah. like, it's the tundra. Did you have of, one of those signs? That you have I had a sign there? and I was like, oh, it won't be bad. Nobody will know it's me. Uh, sure. And they drive. Hey, <laughs> you were my paper boy. Right. <laughs> hey, where's my paper? Um, they drove me, dropped me off on some corner and like even through the costume, I just, I just hated it. And uh, I lasted all of two hours. I walked back to where. It just they, seems demeaning. I mean. I always thought that when I was doing sports, being a um, a uh, mascot was the greatest job ever because you could make a fool out of yourself and nobody would ever know who you were. It um, takes a, it takes a certain personality. It's like I remember one time I was doing an event for Coke and the Coca Cola Bear, that great big guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm standing there and he walks up and I hear the bear inside and he goes, Pat, "I'm about to faint. <laughs> <laughs> grab me, please, grab me." So how did the innovation crush come about? 
Um, Innovation Crush came about, um, took some time off of work, um, not the paper out, but this right, is right. years later, but, uh, uh, and just kind of was talking to a lot of companies about innovation and what it could mean mm-hmm. for them and how to put it into practice and so on and so forth, and a little too soon for, for some. Yeah. Um, and so I decided to create a property that would showcase the types of thinkers and things that interest me and that should be interesting to Smart marketers. Content is king. Content is king, and it, you know. And I figured I wanted to create something that was a blend between Fast Company and The Daily Show, right? Like, where do smart marketers go for inspiration and great content? It's a good combination. But also make it entertaining and palatable, so right. it's not like you Daily know. Show with which host? Um, the Daily Show is a brand, okay. um, you know. But <laughs> but I'm a huge I like I'm a, a huge fan of comedy. Period. But uh, so I, I've known of John Stewart for years and years and years. Right. So um, started it before Trevor Noah took over. Yeah. Doing a good job too. Trevor's good. Yeah. But we miss John. We did. yes, that's very true. Uh, I'm not sure Trevor's the right guy for He was surprisingly <laughs> better. Yeah, oh my God. I was like, why didn't John stay? And uh, what I'm sure there was a bunch of stuff that happened. Was it hard to get this thing started? Um yes and no. It was, you know, it, I always feel like people do one of two things. You oversimplify or you overcomplicate, yeah. right? So um, I was like, yeah, okay, I think I can do this. I knew I just had to maintain a How'd weekly you know? cadence. Um, I, I mean, my background, like, these are, I'm, this is stuff I'm genuinely interested in and mm-hmm. people that I'm gen- genuinely interested in, and I'm a nosy guy. I ask a lot of questions by nature. Um, I've worked in entertainment. I've produced music videos. I've helped launch television networks, and so I've been around a camera or two or an entertainment property or two uh, in my career. And, you know, I think it, the hardest part was the first day, just kind of, I did a, a bunch of interviews back to back just so I can get my cadence down as a host. Um, I had some segments that I thought about Either introducing. Either you have the cadence or you don't. Yeah, well, that's true. But, you know, you, you never know. when you enter to, into a new frontier, you know, you go, all right, okay, I, I'm comfortable okay, now. Okay, I got it. Sea legs. <laughs> I'm gonna forget it as fast as I can. <laughs> so back to no back to back to starting the show. I think that was. I mean, I think the first step is like the first step is usually the hardest one. I think everything else starts to fall into place. And and if anything, it was the challenge of keeping it going. Where you know three years later, you know a couple hundred guests, numerous partnerships. It was just that continual. You know, if you're creating content, like right. that's your. You know, that's the heartbeat. Of, uh, everything else, like uh, you know, you can sacrifice to an extent. Um, but I, I wanted to make sure I continued booking great guests and had interesting conversations. Right. Uh, what, what, what kind of guests do you have on the show? Um, they range. You know, I, I think when I look at the sort of the innovation ecosystem, uh, you know, I hope that people can learn from people who are outside of their industries. Outside. I think that's one of the best ways to learn is to hear it from somebody who knows nothing about what you do, but they yeah. face the same challenges or, you know, have created. It's all the same, really. Right, exactly. If you can and, that, and that's really what it was. I, I felt like the creative rhythm to an innovator, you know, is similar to if you're a school teacher or you're the CEO of GE, right? You're mm-hmm. always trying to find a new way to reach the next plateau, um, deliver a message, create a product, et cetera, et cetera. So it's ranged. But it's being the first one to do that. It is it's sometimes important. being the first or, or the one that at least I feel like the most inventive. You know, the, the, you know, you find like. There's probably 
two dozen other car services outside of Uber. And a few, most of them, you will never hear the light of day. There's one in China right now that's really blowing up. Yeah, and, I heard and, about that. <clears throat> and so, you know, and I feel like innovations can come big and small, right? Mm-hmm. You, you can innovate on a business model, and, and that's what they've mastered with that particular um, uh, uh, car service. Um, but then Uber has mastered all these other, like they've mastered the art of delivery. Right, they'll deliver people, things, experiences, Food, everything. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so you know, just that that sort of diaspora of where can you get the the best creative thinking from? You know, I mentioned Damon John, uh, Cindy Gallup, who's the former chairperson yeah. of BBDO, um, to a, this nine year old kid named Dylan Siegel who raised one point two million dollars in uh, I think just over a year. Oh, punk! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like I hate you. Um, as, as, you know, his dad was there, um, but you know he's written a book, sponsored by Hershey's. Like he's got all these things, and he's nine years old, and like and still a regular kid, plays baseball, right. et, oh, cetera, et cetera. At least he's regular, so, <laughs> exactly to, to, to an extent. Um, and so you know, it's just really run the, run this gambit of things that people may be concerned about in a period of time, but never really too heavily focused on, like, we don't go heavy in VR. This is the VR episode, mm-hmm. but we may talk about what virtual reality is. How long is the show? Um, anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour. How many more are 30? What's the, what's <laughs> <you say? laughs> How many of them are 30? How many is that, that going to get you to, to listen? Um, I don't know. Probably. No, I was joking, but you get, you know, <laughs> not everybody's worth an hour, you know that. I, yes. Um... Well, maybe that's where a good host comes in, right? Like you're able to stretch out a conversation. If no, you I'm a good host. Not everybody's <laughs> worth an hour, believe me. Um, but you're right. You go, you know, 30 minutes is great. 30 minutes is good. But with a great guest, an hour is great. Yeah, and that, and, and and I think that's kind of the, the difference. Right. I won't say like the 30-minute guests were, weren't good. Sometimes it's just a matter of the amount of time that we have with that particular individual. Exactly. Um, but it's it's really just, sometimes we get in a really great rhythm and you're like, we can keep going and we have to stop. Um, other times it's, it's really just um, kind of guiding people along to make sure that they're, they're presenting them best, their best selves. Right, yeah. And to get them moving. Right, exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, believe me, I interviewed athletes my whole life. <laughs> I know what that's like. like. I'm sorry, what did you say? <laughs> and, and, and did you ever realize, did you ever figure out that finally the only people I ever interviewed were Magic Johnson, Charles Barkley, Dr. J, Michael Jordan, Kevin McHale, and Bill Walton, because they were the only interesting athletes at the time. That is true. Scottie Pippen, forget that, that, it. I didn't, I didn't realize it until you said it, but yeah. That's, that's the only guys you saw on Sunday. <laughs> we are here to inspire, inform, and connect the community of entrepreneurs I'm Pat O'Brien, this is Business Rockstars. We'll be back in a minute. We are here to inspire, inform, and connect the community of entrepreneurs. I'm Pat O'Brien. Welcome back to Business Rockstars. He's Chris Denson. I love the lid, by the way. Thank you. That's, That's uh, good. And leave it. I uh, gotta have that. I'm not up gonna there. mess with it. I just, you know, I gotta have it up there. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, uh, he's the chief curator, whatever that means, 
but the host of Innovation <laughs> Crush, which is a pretty, pretty popular and pretty interesting entertainment show. What have you learned from talking to these innovators? Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, no, I think if, if anything... Well, like this interview with me. <laughs> right. I'm learning so much about myself, which is also nothing. Um, no, it's really these principles of innovation. I think these commonalities that we all face, I think as an innovator, you're, it's a very lonely journey. If you're an entrepreneur and you have a vision to start a company and people are like, okay, that sounds like it could be something. Call sounds me, cool. Call sounds me cool. what it is. Exactly. Call, call me, me when it's actually something. Yeah, call me. Yeah. And so you're, you know, you're, you have such conviction that you're charting out on this path all alone. So there's this really lonely cadence to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, how do you feed that? What sort of emotional grit do you need to have to, you know, to see that vision come to fruition or know when to stop? You know, it's, it's, uh, and, and, and knowing that that's okay and, and how to recognize failure, especially in a vacuum. Um, you know, almost everyone has such a unique perspective or a unique approach to the things that they've done mm-hmm. um, that it it kind of just like uh, it makes it okay for me to venture out into my sort of right. whatever. Well, that's important. Time. You know, I can tell you from experience that the host uh, makes it. You know, if you're not interesting and don't sway from here to there right. and just ask anything, you know, that you think that yeah. you watch somebody else ask. Uh, it's going to fail. To that point, I think it's also the ability to connect those dots or to find out, the, to ask the whys, right? You know, why did you think that way? Who taught you that? Like, where did that come from? And you'll find like these really, I call them goosebump moment kind of stories from people where you're hearing about depression or just like some sort of, you know, experience that you're like, okay, my personal history and past and life isn't all that bad, especially if this person could overcome it. Um, you know, and it's definitely not. This is called connecting with your guest. Yes, let's yeah. call it connecting with your guest. Uh, and when you don't, it's brutal. It's happened to me a few times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, no, I've, I've had, I have some episodes that I'm like, I should probably take this one down. <laughs> should I, does, does this or, really need to be up there? Or as I learned early on, make it so good. Despite how what a uh, you know what the guest is, right? And make it about what a you know what the guest is. Oh yeah, no, that's the I, best way I've, to do it. I've rest people. I've been you know, it's, right. it, and I think it's you know not pat myself on the back, but I, like hopefully I'm comfortable enough. With, like people feel a comfort level with me that it's it's relaxed. Um, and then the next thing you know, you are talking about you know how your neighbor got shot. <laughs> like, right. and, By the way, how did your neighbor get shot? Um, and where were you that night? That wasn't my neighbor. Oh, okay. um, but actually, I had a neighbor that tried to break into my house when this is before the paper right. days. But uh, but no, like Chameleonaire, for example, you know, who's uh, entrepreneur in residence at Upfront Ventures, which mm-hmm. is the largest venture fund in Los Angeles, um, key investor in Maker Studios, and so on and so forth. And we start talking about his humble beginnings, and he tells it like you know we, he tells a story about how he. You know, his innovation came from just wanting to get out of his environment. He's like, I need a creative solution to get out of here. He's like, he wasn't super passionate about rap, but he knew he was good at it. Um, and so he tells a story about coming home, and that was kind of kind of the final straw. Some guys were in the hallway. He went in his apartment, locked the door. Two hours later, the police are knocking on his door. Did you see anything? And they go out in the hallway. There's blood everywhere, et cetera, et cetera. And he's like, okay. I think it, I think it's time. <laughs> time. It's time. Time to pick up this microphone Whatever right quick. It is. What was the hardest part? Because you had no broadcast background, right? You've been around a lot of entertainment sure. studio, but you weren't actually 
I was never on air. Right, or, okay. Yeah. So what was the hardest part about that for you? The guy started as one, so. I think it was, it was more of an internal battle. Like, like kind of do I belong here, right? right. You know, um, it's one of those interesting <laughs> things where you listen to your own, if you're used to, you know, hearing your own voice or seeing your face on television, it's one thing. First but, of all, don't watch. <laughs> right. Or well, listen. Or I, listen. And I, well, when you're a one-man show, as I was for a while, it was like I wanted to listen to get the tidbits to, you know, to use for social sharing and right. like what can I pull out as quotes and so on and so forth. So you start to listen to these things, um, and you know, you want to get feedback from the right people about the right things, and are people being honest with you? Yeah, I'll give you a piece of advice. <clears throat> um, when you watch or listen to yourself, what happens is you take what you think is the best of you and hang on to it. And then you get rid of what you think is the worst of you. True. When in fact, what's the worst of you could very well be the best of you. I don't know if you've had this experience, but there's interviews that I felt like tanked. And I'm like, ah, that no. was, and people are like, I love right. such and such. That was, I really, and it gets like, all of a sudden it's viral. You're like, Ugh. but it, you just never know. So yeah. I, I look at it like, Music. They listen to the radio. Sometimes you're like, "How did this song even get on the charts at all?" And then you know the number two song. You're I like, say yeah, that's that more my jam. and more and more and more. <laughs> these days, by the way, yeah. uh, who's your favorite superhero? Favorite superhero. Um, I'm gonna oh, only because it's, I, no, I'm gonna say Doctor Strange, and that and not just because it just came out, but because. I'm like I'm a I don't know I'm a weird nut around like quantum right, physics right. and like what are what are is possibilities it, is this my mantra no it's our Wi-Fi password <laughs> right 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 exactly uh, I like that too and I I don't know why I I don't like I'm not a big freak on uh, you know movies with all kinds of special effects right but that one was good. That one, it was good and I mean because it was I don't know maybe it's such a human story right so you would like, want to be Doctor Strange. Would I want to be him? Yeah. If there were a black version, sure. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd be Dr. Strange Blackman. Oh, there is a black version. Dr. Dre. <laughs> <laughs> different superhero. <laughs> different powers. <laughs> really different powers. Uh, no, a lot of people say uh, Batman in here because he had money and in charge. But Dr. Strange, it's new. So you're the first one to say it's, that. It's new, you're but, an, I, but I, innovator I, I, I like one. these like mind bending, like, hey, what, you know, what can I, can, like I had an experience years ago in listening to Wayne Dyer of all people. Sure, but I like Wayne Dyer. I love him too. And uh, I, I said like. Uh, I mean, I, I like, <laughs> I, in, a, in a platonic, right. platonic love. So he, <laughs> no, but he, had, he he starts talking about this incident where he was on a plane and the woman was coughing. She's like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't want to get you sick. And he goes, you're not going to get me sick. And just like knowing that he can control, you know, certain ways his body responds to things. Mm -hmm. um, and at the time I had a three or four year old daughter who every time she got sick, I got sick. Like most parents. Sure. like, oh. yeah. And, you know, I decided after hearing that, I was like, you know what, let me let me test this out. Right. This sort of metaphysical ability. And literally since then, I haven't, and she's 11 now, I have not gotten sick because of her. Like, in most cases, I haven't gotten sick, period. But um, I'm just not in response to her. Right. So, <laughs> so what's next for you, Chris? We're looking at a lot of different uh, partnerships for the upcoming year, um, kind of moving into the video space, um, kind of up in our, our ante of guest, um, but also... Just really exploring what else is out there, right? Um, creating some other products and services that are kind of stemming from the Innovation Crush brand. 
um, and just excited to, to kind of bring more innovation to life, right? It's one thing to talk about it. It's another thing to be able to be a practitioner and, and do it. That's the danger and the excitement of it. Exactly. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Good to see you. Yeah, same I hate when people do that. Jim Nance always does that. What's that? When he has black guests. Hey. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, didn't to, you, didn't, you didn't have to do the example. I didn't do that. <laughs> we are here to inspire, inform. Sorry, Jim. Inspire, inform, and connect a community of entrepreneurs. I'm Pat O'Brien. This has been Business Rockstars. We'll see you next time.